everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I I was okay, honestly, uh, until I watched this episode. I, well, actually, I was I was a little confused at first with this episode, and then by the time we got to Act 3, I just wanted to start throwing things. Because up until then, I was like, okay, this is just a bad episode. It's fine. And then it got nonsensical. So strap in, everyone. That's what you're here for today. I don't, I don't know, Matt. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I'm lost. I, I'm, I'm if thinking, anyone does, they they're not telling us. I want to after the episode. We need to. This is one of the episodes where I want to bring in the staff, like 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 it's uh, like Chris Hansen, right? And make them sit and just sit down in front of a camera. And I'm gonna sl- I'm just gonna we will go beat by beat over this episode and like ask them like, why did you put this in there? Why is this here? Why uh-huh. did this happen? I really just want to like, and I want it to be cold. And whose idea was an episode about why Homer strangles Bart we're and gonna, everyone going? We're uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk about. It. We are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, get access to all of our bonus content. $5 a month, gain access to that much, much more. Plenty of people on there. All of them, the best in the entire world. We have someone to thank, Matthew. Oh, I'm so sorry, but thank you. <laughs> Willow the Wisp. Thank you. Thank you, Willow. Thank you, Willow. I'm sorry, this is the episode you get thanked on. I, I mean, I... This is what this is what there is, Matt. All right. This is the this is the this is what we are. All right. We we don't we don't get to decide the episodes. The Simpsons decides, right? They just send them down the chute and we take them week by week. Mm-hmm. This week's episode is Love is a Many Strangled Thing, episode NABF ten. Originally aired March twenty seventh, twenty eleven, written by Bill Odenkirk, directed by Mike Frank Polcino, received a three point three rating with six million viewers. Chopper gag, I'm not ridicule teachers, final four bracket. I mean, for once, uh, I'm with Bart on this one. I mean, everyone's Final Four bracket is bad. It's kind of just the way it is. I mean, isn't that the whole fun of it? Is like you're just making random guesses and exactly because no one pays attention to college basketball during the regular season. <laughs> I mean, people do, but also the people, even the people who do, are not necessarily any more accurate than the people who don't. You can easily just guess, and you'll be just as likely to be right because there's always upsets. The couch gag. Is this done? Is done the style of ASCII, ASCII artwork with Bart putting the word "fatso" in Homer's stomach and Homer replying "dough" in a speech balloon? This is really this is a lot of fun. This is this is I f- really enjoyed this yeah. one. I was just like, oh, that's cute. I hadn't thought about it. it's ASCII Simpsons. They, I'm surprised it took them this long because there was plenty of it back in the newsgroup days. You had they had a whole post full of ASCII Simpsons stuff. It was really cool. Um, yeah, so guest stars: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as himself. I'm so sorry, Kareem. I, I I have no ill will towards Kareem the man, uh, but I don't know why they. I mean, he's big. I guess that's the that's why he's very big man. He's very big. That's why he's here. Yeah. That's my guess. We have Kevin Michael Richardson a guess again as a masseuse. Kevin Michael Richardson has been he filling in lots of bit parts, um, and I think he just probably records. I don't know if he records them all at once or whatever, but. Um, and then finally, we have Paul Rudd as Dr. Xander. Uh, I love Paul Rudd. Who doesn't love Paul Rudd? Very funny man. Very good actor. Very uh, Seemingly very kind person in real life. I, I'm going to try and do my best to erase his involvement in this episode from my mind moving forward. Because he does. I'm sure he's trying his best, but... Yeah, I mean, neither, neither him nor Kareem are really given much to work with. Let's be real. No, they're, they do what they're told. Um, Matt, you get you. I, I don't know, I'm gonna try not to pontificate. Okay, I'm gonna do my best. 
I'm gonna just please try. I know it's gonna be hard. I, I just I, there's lots of moments where I'm just gonna scream. I'm just gonna okay. So not it's all none of this makes any sense. Um, right from the beginning, and you say this, you see the title "Love Is a Many Strangled Thing," and you're like, oh, it's about Homer strangling Bart. How would they do that? And and I would I'm I've had I've had see the problem is Matt. I was given warning about this episode by friend of the oh, show. Oh, were you? Okay. Friend of the show Ripley watched it earlier in the week, and they said um, that it's uh, awful, and that it's going to require me to explain Precious to you, which I don't know if you've seen Precious. Actually, I have not. No. Okay, well, I'll have to explain. I'll, I'll explain Precious to you and to our audience because I have to do that later. And then I immediately was like, "Oh no, why do I have to do that?" Why am I explaining Precious? Why is that in The Simpsons? And now I know, and it's, oh, my Lord. So we start with Burns and Smither in a hot air balloon, an old-timey hot air balloon, not even a modern hot air balloon. There's no explanation for this. It doesn't matter. Um, apparently, this is part of them exa- like doing a plan inspection, I guess. I guess. I mean, it's supposed to be, oh, look, we need to do a plan inspection from the air, which is something that happens at a lot of power plants. There's lots of – any industrial facility at this large, there's a lot of stuff you're going to miss when you're just walking around the ground. It's much easier to do it from up high, usually a helicopter or some kind of man lift. Uh, but sure, a hot air balloon, why? Uh, there, This is obviously like – it's a, this is referencing uh, around the world in 80 days. They're doing a lot of that stuff. Um, they're inspecting the plant. Also, I want to point out. That all of the balloon gag uh, stuff is in French, which is historically accurate for Mr. Burns. Man, what, Robbie? You what? Like, I, I, I mean, we're here. We're gonna Robbie, talk about there's the not going to be that much good stuff in this episode. We're, I really want to acknowledge somebody in the writers' room was like, yes, early balloonists were almost entirely French. They are the pioneers. So Mr. Burns would get all of his knowledge from that. That's 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 going to be my high point of this episode. I guarantee you. Okay, it's more just like. I don't know how you got any of this. Like I was watching this and I'm just like, like typing out the notes and Matt's going behind like, Oh yes, they were all in French. I'm just like staring at it deadly. Like, like it has ripped all the joy out of my life. Like I don't like the past, like that hour. Yeah. I don't know how you push through all of that. It's Friday. I'm tired. I want to go play Starfield. I didn't want to talk about this. I don't want this episode is so bad. Um, Oh, you're done with Baldur's Gate already, huh? No, we're going back bouncing back and forth. Burns and Smithers are up in the balloon. They can't get down. I don't know. Like, did they not? There's a, and the the only solution is for uh, Homer, Lenny, and Carl to shoot at it. We got lots of gags about this. I'm not going to go into detail, but all of them, they're all terrible. Uh, so he, they get Burns down as a reward. He gives Homer tickets to a football game. We're still not anywhere near the plot of this thing. If you want to even describe it as that. So they go to apparently a stadium, not an arena, as Matt, again, has needs to like be an engineer. Uh, the, the big building place where they play football games. Uh, hey, arenas are useful to the municipalities that generally end up paying for them. <laughs> Stadiums are not. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they do make jokes about, you know tax burdens in this episode Matt. but i just again they i, have, I have so much it, Ill, yeah. i have so much ill will towards the simpsons i just can't laugh i just can't i just i didn't laugh at this are you kidding me there's i what is there to laugh at this i i, I want to say so so this is i'm gonna matt this is the thing i'm definitely gonna mention Matt. okay because this matters right if you want this episode to be good it is not good if you want this idea of an episode to be good you have to be very careful about 
the cartoon, both cartoon violence and cartoon physics that you use in the entirety of the episode, not just in the this, the family stuff, but in uh, everything surrounding it, because that is it matters when you're talking about Homer strangling Bart, and you can come at it in a bunch of different angles, right? If you want to do that story, and there's not, I'm not going to say there's only one right way, but there are definitely many wrong ways, <laughs> and they chose one of those. The probably maybe the worst way, maybe not the worst, but one of the worst ways you could come at this the, at this episode. But be, because of the context of Homer strangling Bart, every time in this episode where it's not about necessarily about that, if you're showing cartoon violence or cartoon physics, you're undermining. You can you could be undermining or undercutting the tone of what you're trying to the story you're trying to sell with the a plot. They don't care, <laughs> not even a little bit. Um, we have jokes about retired football players being masseuses in the stadium. We have animals fighting in a zoo. Again, this is every mascot, every football team's mascot fighting in a big zoo enclosure. Cartoon, uh, cartoon violence here. Um, so this takes forever. I cannot emphasize. All these gags just drag on in you. Yeah, it's a, it, once again, they needed to pad the episodes. They were like... They just started, okay, they're going to a stadium. What are some stadium-level gags we can have? Honestly, I would not be surprised if this whole bit with this, the Burns doing the inspection, getting shot down, the NFL stadium, all of it was inserted after. Like, they came with the plot, and they decided, oh, this isn't long enough. We need jokes. And they came up with, all right, what's an inciting incident? All right, that's still not enough. What's another inciting incident? And that's the thing. Like, you, you, you could start the episode way later. You don't need to start off. Like, if there's inciting incidents and they're super funny – fine but these are not funny these like it's like oh is it funny watching a bear and an eagle fight like what what's the joke like that's the joke i literally just told you the joke isn't it funny that a bear and an eagle fight no no no, no it's not no, it's not uh they go and watch they finally sit down and watch the football game and we and the game doesn't matter we just get we cut to the fan cam and everyone's going wacky going crazy this takes forever can't emphasize enough of that enough it just takes eternity to get going um, and then we finally get this scene that ends this first act, which is Homer tickling Bart until he pees himself on camera. Nah, this song's a little bossy for me. Ah, uh, come on, sourpuss. <laughs> tickle, tickle. Stop it. Tickle, tickle, too. Cut it tickle, out. Tickle, who wants a pickle? What does that mean? Homie, maybe you should stop. We've talked about the gray zone. Marge, he's laughing. That means he's happy. Has the Joker taught you nothing? <laughs> what? <laughs> Knock it off. Stop it. This isn't funny. The child has wetted his trousers. Dad, how could you do that? The whole audience saw me pee my pants. Son, I'm really, really sorry. I don't know if I can ever make it up to you. I'm... Wow! But I sincerely Homer, just because everyone else is doing the wave doesn't mean you have to. No one else is doing it. I'm trying to start it. Wow! Wow! This is <laughs> horror. This is where I realize, oh, this is going to be real bad. Like, real, real bad. Like, 
Robbie, for those of our listeners who aren't aware, who grew up in the 80s when uh, child rearing was a less studied art, tickling your child when they don't want to be tickled is child abuse. Like, it's assault. And that's what Homer does here to the point where Bart pees himself. Like, that is messed up, man. And, like, I, I, okay, I, I put a comment later in the notes that we get jerk Homer in this episode, but we also get sadistic Bart. And honestly, I don't even blame Bart all that much because if my parent did this to me, I would be so angry. It would take so much to forgive them for this awfulness. This is horrible. See, but the, the, this is all insane, Matt. Like, I don't like there's no yeah. none of this is re- like this is effectively fan fiction. I don't this is not The Simpsons to me. This is not a Simpsons episode. This is whatever they want to call this. This is fine. We're going to shoot it out of a cannon later. Spoilers. Um, we, we, I'm not I'm never going to mention this episode again. Only time we're going to talk about it is when we're trying to figure out if something is worse than it, which is going to take a lot of uh, uh, spoilers as well. Um, but all, every step along the way, I am I'm utterly perplexed by the construction of this. Like, if you told me an AI wrote this, I would believe you. Because it is like, there's no context, right, for an AI to go, oh, we should write a Simpsons episode about this. So they would just do it. Um, but humans wrote this. Humans did. And... There is Are we n- sure this was I mean this was 2011 they had AI models back then they were just incredibly bad so maybe you know, maybe. maybe I'm I'm just saying to say like humans wrote this Matt and there's never a moment in this episode where I can understand their choices like as a critic right as an artist myself and anybody who makes art or enjoys you know examining art narrative art or non-narrative art. The one of the fascinating things is why did the, you choose to do make why did you make this choice instead of that choice as an artist? Like why did you have a character do this instead of that? Why did you write this scene and why did this scene go this way instead of that way? Um and a lot of times, you know, for the Simpsons it's like, oh, well we had a really funny joke. We wanted to have this joke in there. So that's why we did this. Or or we wanted this particular scene because we thought it was really funny or because it sets up a lot of stuff later on. But there's no, nothing in this entire episode. I go, why? I, I just don't like. There's no human reason to include a scene like why this doesn't. Because later on, uh, this scene doesn't matter. Like the fact that Homer makes Bart pee himself on a fi- the stadium fan cam, it is not integral to the story they want to tell. They just included it for no reason. Yeah, I I think they included this because they wanted a reason that Homer has to go to a parenting class. And they were like, okay, let's have him just be mean to Bart. You could have just shown him somebody else seen Homer strangle Bart and go, whoa, that's not okay. You need to go to parenting class. We're going to get to the strangling stuff, Matt, which is Uh, that's a this is that's a separate prop. That's like it seems like it's the same problem, right? As this. This is yeah. honestly a thousand times worse to me <laughs> than the than wow. the, this is worse than the the strangling stuff. The strangling stuff is bad and it's a different thing, but to me that's a different issue. Um, this is awful. It just because like, it is literally just we're just watching child abuse and it is so we don't. I will. We're going to talk about the context of Homer strangling Bart because it's the only fascinating thing to talk about in this whole episode. Um, this is awful. This is just, like you said. It's just child abuse. We're just watching the Sim- Homer commit child abuse, and we're supposed to and like 
are we laughing at it? Like they make jokes about Homer trying to start a wave right after. And just like, what is, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? Uh, we go to commercial six minutes and 28 seconds. <sighs> yeah. So we pick up, uh, with Marge and Homer in bed watching the news uh, where they talk about how the people at the stadium opened up the uh, retractable roof. Ooh, talk about it. Mm, I'm not going to go there uh, to help Bart dry his pants, but it, it didn't help. Uh, Marge is of course, incredibly upset at what happened. And she makes this known to Homer. Bart's never going to forgive me for humiliating him. And I wouldn't blame him. You destroyed our son's self-esteem. Well, it was your idea to give him self-esteem in the first place. I told you you should have stopped that. Now I have to work overtime. What? Just to counteract the self-confidence. Hey, Bart, I hear the forecast is for showers. In your pants. I'm on a European vacation, but European everywhere. Wee wee. Why did I agree to moderate this teleconference? You can't let this go without using it as a chance to improve your fathering. Well, of course. I would love to be a more sensitive father. You know that. That's great. Then you won't mind me enrolling you in a fathering class. I'd like to see you thumb through an extension school catalog and find one. Ah, there's one right here. Please, Marge, no. The other negligent dads will make fun of me. They're so clicky. You'll be fine. You always are. Oh, I miss my friends from drunk driving school. <laughs> they were so cool. <laughs> so, yeah, um, this is incredibly stupid, but at least gets us to Homer and parenting class with Dr. Xander when we finally meet Paul Rudd's character. Uh, we see uh, another dad keeping a fathering journal uh, where he you know, got to spend some time with his kid, but was fired for it. Thank you, America. Or I should say capitalism, not just America, but specifically American capitalism. But <laughs> when the discussion turns to Homer, Dr. Xander asks Homer, is like, hey, why don't you tell us about your time with your son? And Homer tells the truth. And this is how everyone reacts. Uh, Homer, it says here you've been a father for ten years. What has that taught you? Well, for one thing, you're never really ready to be a father, but... Oh, you know, the other day Bart, the little dickens, said I had an elephant butt. So anyway, I'm strangling him, and I said to Bart... Wait, well, ho hold on a moment. You were strangling your son? Yeah, strangling. I mean, it's not the only tool in my parenting toolbox, but uh, it's the sharpest. <laughs> right? Anyway... I said, Bart, you're actually serious? You physically lay your hands on your boy's neck? Mm, yeah, I guess it's just how I was raised. Look at these grades. They're a disgrace. No TV for a week. Why, you little... So, are those butter cookies for everybody, or... Um, why don't we stop there for today? And I'll see you next week. Who do you have next period? There are a lot, lot, lot of things wrong with this. I just let let's. This is the only thing we can actually talk about in this episode, but because nothing else in this episode, like the, anything written in this episode, is completely nonsense. None of it nonsense. matters. No, no. So Homer has strangled Bart from the Tracy Ullman shorts, right? Yeah, it was. It was. I, I don't know the reason for it, but it was a gag since then. Well, and. If, the, and Matt Grady's been asked about it, and 
He usually, and his, his, I think he's mostly make jokes answers. I don't think we've ever gotten like an actual answer about it. But to me, it is ultimately like if you look back at that in the very early days of The Simpsons, it was parodying television, other sitcoms, right? Other nuclear family sitcoms. And you, yeah, and Homer was uh, you know a Ralph Cramden type, right? Ralph Cramden. Who would, in the Honeymooners, Jackie Gleason, would, you know, bam, woof, off to the moon, Alice, you know that thing, right? Threatening, and and the Simpsons have even literally contextually joked about that, the threat of a domestic violence, right? And it's a thing you would not, you could not do today, obviously, on a sitcom, but even back then, Alice, Audrey Meadows, the actress, she always no-sold it. Right, she never was scared of Ralph because she knew Ralph wasn't going to do anything because Ralph actually didn't have the power in the household. She did, and this was him just trying to like feebly try and reclaim some of his power and his and and things like that. Um, which is why the honeymoon is actually there's it's subtly like you know it kind of subtly established that that kind of uh, template for sitcoms where you have like this beaten down husband and this wife that's too attractive uh that would ne- and too competent honestly too intelligent too funny to ever be with this uh pathetic person pathetic man but you go back and that the reason that worked in the honeymooners is because Alice Alice Cramden wasn't worried about her husband like if she was scared the honeymooners becomes uh, terrifying um but because she isn't you realize these are empty threats. He never is going to do it. And he wouldn't anyway, because Alice is the one who's in charge of the household and actually understands what's going on in the context of the Simpsons. Largely Homer would strangle Bart. No one else reacts to it. Right? No one, no one in the family, Marge in particular, Marge never goes. She never reacts in horror that her husband is strangling her son, which is the proper reaction. Right? In, in real mm-hmm. life, she never does that. She she basically no-sells it. She doesn't see it. Uh, even Bart and Homer themselves, as soon as it's over, back to normal life, right? It's just back to normal, their normal behavior. It It is like a very bespoke, isolated little pocket universe of cartoon violence. I was going to say, it feels like it was a satirization of uh, the... <sighs> Absence of actual violence, but the, per, per, the per, persistence, per, pervasive, pervasive threat of violence. Pervasiveness, thank you. Pervasiveness of the threat of violence in boomer TV, like stuff from the 50s, 60s, 70s kind of things. Everyone always threatened to hurt each other, but no one actually did. And this is what it would look like if someone carried through on those threats. And that's why everyone just ignores it. But the Simpsons aren't parodying those same shows anymore. They're parodying different shows. So... I feel like the proper way to do this is just not have Homer do it anymore. Uh, just be like, oh, yeah, that's something we did back then when we were parodying different shows. Now we've kind of moved on. We're parodying like newer stuff. Like, oh, this is in the 2010s. Now we're trying to parody more stuff from the 80s and 90s after that kind of died out. So Homer doesn't do it anymore. But to have a whole episode based on around it is just bizarre. Well, they treat it like it's real. And every time – and like it's not like it's the only thing they do it, Matt. Like they – there's multiple references to Homer's alcoholism, which I absolutely hate. I hate that they do this because 
it's not real, right? You he drinks beer because you make him drink beer. You write him to do this. And it's the same thing where Homer is not actually abusing Bart because this isn't real. And even when he is strangling Bart, quote unquote, no one else ever has reacted to it until now because they don't know how to write episodes anymore or they just don't care. But if you want to write an episode about Homer having strangled Bart, it can't just be a plain vanilla, oh, Homer's abusive and also Bart's a sociopath. Like, you can't do that um, because it's not actually writing anything about what, why they did this in the first place. They never did it because they wanted to examine men abusing their, their sons. They did it because it was a gag parodying television. And the fact that they continued to no-sell it just kept, kept repeat that made the gag persist and persist and persist, and it became a staple of The Simpsons. But and yeah, it, it's like The Simpsons had a lot of staples. Bart used to say, "Don't have a cow and eat my shorts." When's the last time without lampshading it? Bart did those things. Yeah, tw- twenty years ago, even in, in like, exactly. You know, but it's like yeah, even in twenty eleven, it was twenty years ago. But if you want to parody that, or you want to make you want to make a joke, episode about it. I would go way, way more meta about it. Um, and at this point, you're 20 plus years into the show. Why aren't you just doing that all the time? Like, if you want to make a whole episode about why the show works the way it does, then just do that and try Stop trying to explain it in character and really lazily, which is what this is. Like, even if it was in character, that's not a Simpsons episode anymore. That's just what, like, again, it's just watching Homer go to like therapy and Bart go to therapy, which is like, yeah, but that's what real people would do. Or you would literally take Bart away from Homer. That's the only other answer. Like Bart would go to a foster house somewhere, foster foster family. Um, but I don't want to watch that. I don't want that to be a Simpsons episode. Uh, the the tack this episode takes is not the maybe not the worst way, Matt, but certainly, like I said, one of the worst ways because everything that follows. If this episode was about genuinely trying to like dismantle systems of like like abuse they do the opposite <laughs> it's, it's insane yeah. it's crazy so moving on in this bizarre class uh so we find out that uh i like how in robbie's notes it has oh abe strangled homer no homer strangled abe apparently uh for those of you who didn't watch the episode that's what was happening in that clip rather than abe strangling homer and homer being raised that way he strangled abe whatever um so uh, class is over for that week. Uh, they come back the next week, and Homer finds just Dr. Xander there, just by himself. Uh, Dr. Xander uh, basically told everyone else not to come in, uh, and then invites Kareem Abdul-Jabbar there, who is playing himself, does a, does a great job as himself. But Dr. Xander's theory here is that if Homer is strangled by someone who is much larger than him, he will understand how Bart feels, which... <sighs> discounting all of the idiocy that starts with how this plot is in isolation. Okay. I feel like Homer should know how it feels to be strangled. Like, I feel like that's not a feeling you have to experience to go, Oh, I don't really don't want that. Uh, it's just Homer is basically discounting Bart's experiences and say, no, it's more important to me that I strangle you, but whatever. It, uh, no, this, no, a, all of this, Matt, this is all like nonsense. This is all just like, this is not real therapy. That's the other thing. I, I think that's the other thing that bothers me about this. Episode. Like, there's so many things terrible about this. It's like 
it's not funny. It's mean and ugly, but also it seems to be, I don't know if it's intentionally doing it, but it seems to be just intention. It feels like it is openly spiteful towards the very concept of therapy and therapists. It because it's like, oh, they're going to come up with all these crackpot uh, things for you to do rather than actually help you, which no, no, that's not the way that works. It just, and, and it's like, I'm not going to defend every counselor or therapist, but the fact that this episode is just like, isn't it, this is how we're going to do therapy sessions is, is, is we're going to have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar come in and strangle Homer for days, I guess. Does this happen for, it seems like, it, I, I mean, I there's guess, a montage. Yeah. Like what the heck? What was going? Why? And why is Homer, why is it Kareem dressed like, why does he have a bald cap on like Homer? Why did they do that? Yeah, like he's supposed to. It's like Homer doesn't need someone. Doesn't need to see what it's like to have himself be strangled. He needs to see like what it's like to be strangled by really anyone. I just it goes on forever, man. Like I can we cannot emphasize this. There's a long montage forever. of him strangling Homer in multiple areas. Uh, a guy comes in to water the plants and asks if it's a bad time, and they say no, it's fine. Like I, I guess it's supposed to be funny. It's not. They but have the... other basketball players sub in for Kareem at a certain point. Like yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. So, uh, at the end, Homer says he is done with strangling Bart. He's never going to do it again. Uh, he has learned his lesson. And we go to commercial. Okay. It gets worse, man. Um, I don't, you like, and you're, you're like, how? And you listening would probably go, Robbie, what do you mean it gets worse? I don't know. They find a way. Uh, we come back from commercial 11 minutes and 51 seconds. And this is when we have a confrontation between, or not even, I guess not a confrontation. It's Homer. Telling Bart, I am cured. I want you to test me. This makes no sense. Here it is. Hello, boy. Homer? I want you to know I'm cured. Good for you. No more drinking? Oh, son. I can't quit drinking any more than I could quit being a man. Oh. Now it feels like morning. What I am cured of is the blind rage that has soured our otherwise storybook relationship. Go ahead. Just try to provoke me. Oh, I just got up, man. Oh, come on. Bust your daddy's chops. Oh, fine. Oh, you little... I'll teach you to... I'm in your head, man. Ah! You got... I'm gonna get... Give me this time. Oh. Oh, my son's first stroke. Say what is this i i don't even know anymore robbie like where this is going i don't get because for the rest of this episode bart is a sadist he's doing everything he possibly can just being awful in every possible and not just a homer just to be an awful person to cause random destruction and bart's always been a hellion okay that's that's it's been like that since season one he's been that throughout all the seasons but it's never like, except for the exceptionally bad episodes, has he been this random, horrible destruction? It, and it, then, of course, there's the Homer stroke joke, which just the, that is that, like it's these things around the edges, Matt, where it's just inexplicably ugly and mean. Yeah, like why are we making jokes about stroke strokes? Like why are we making like there's rep, like they there's jokes at Precious later. Like there's just these mean jokes, like. That are in, they're not connected to the story. They're not really connected to any character. They're just people being, they're just the writers of The Simpsons being inexplicably ugly. 
and you, and it and it just comes out of left field. You're like, why? Why? Why are we? Why is Abe making? Oh, Homer's having a stroke. He's not, but it, he doesn't have a stroke. That's not what's happening. This is again. This is so isolated. Um, and Bart is awful. Uh, just mean again, mean for no reason, and feels again like it's the episode telling us it feels like the simpsons of the show is telling us the reason that homer needs to keep strangling bart is because if he didn't bart would do this stuff all the time the only thing keeping bart from behaving badly all the time is homer strangling him yeah about that which is again just another awful thing like there like there's so many like lessons they feel like the lessons this episode feels like it's trying to teach us is therapy is a waste of money and will not help you uh the only reason uh this at least bart in particular and probably all children uh behave is because threats of threats of or actual acts of violence uh (laughs) they don't understand their own show even the simpsons like feels like they don't understand if you told me you brought in like a maniac to write this episode who had never seen The Simpsons before, I would believe you because it's the only thing that explains. We've only all. seen like season one and not understood what was going on. There's just long montages of Homer basically like letting Bart run amok. Bart is driving a tractor into the school. He's pouring concrete mix down into the gutters. Homer is afraid of him he keeps seeing visions of kareem abdul jabbar who's going to strangle him i feel bad for kareem (laughs) for being in this um Mm -hmm. and we get uh just it it just again it makes bart they the in this and suddenly the episode has shifted because now the episode like all the whole first half of this episode it was about oh bart homer abuses bart regularly (laughs) And we need to stop him. And now the second half is, oh, now Bart uh, is a torment and is doing whatever he feels like and is not. It's like a, is a sadist, like like Matt said, like he enjoys hurting Homer. And you're like, why? This is a sudden shift. It's insane. And then we get, I think this might be the worst thing in the episode, Matt. I'm not sure, but it is absolutely awful. Um, because this is Homer has a nightmare. Oh God, this nightmare! Oh boy! Oh boy! Homer has a nightmare. I have a clip. Here it is. It's terrible. No, no, I'm just a kid. Leave me alone. It's A B C one two three. It's the easiest song in the world. <laughs> you think you're better than the great Simpson? Huh? Well, you're not. Huh? What are you gonna do? Write a book about me? You couldn't get in the door of Random House if your name was Bennett Surf the Third. One, two, three, cry! One, two, three, cry! How's that water? Wet like your tears? Precious, is that you? Yes, Mama. You think you're so pretty. Where's my lotto ticket? I forgot, Mama. Any more movie roles for a girl like you? Not unless George Lucas needs another Death Star. No, stop! No Star Wars parodies! 
The school called and said Bart is out of control. I think we may need some therapy for him. Oh, that's ridiculous. How could two people from the same family need therapy? Robbie, I know we're not supposed to swear, but <laughs> dear God, this dream sequence is, again, it, okay. One, it starts with Homer thinking he's Michael Jackson being abused by the Jackson's father, which is the thing that actually happened. Uh, it's awful. Like, why would you include that? I don't know. And then this incredibly long montage, like, of allusions to Precious, which I don't even know how to start with this, Matt. I don't know, because this is there's, like, multiple, you're, like, Homer is having a nightmare. I mean, I'm just we're gonna break it down. Homer is having a nightmare that he is precious, the character from the movie, and which was a book first, but and that I think that it is Bart basically as Precious's mother, who is an awful, terrible abuser. Right? If you haven't seen Precious, uh I don't I don't even know if I would recommend it. That's the thing where like it's well done, but it is it. It's like Requiem for a Dream. It's that kind of movie where you're just watching people fall, some like abuse happen for a long time. It has a more hopeful ending. I'll give it that. Um, but it's just it is it's hard to watch. And there's that of like, why on earth would you include that in this in this Simpsons episode that is ostensibly trying to cover a serious topic? Wait, because it's all about abuse. So I understand, like, all of these are, um, I don't want to say popular, but, like, entertainment-related abuse things. We have Precious, of course. Uh, Precious' mother was abused, so I at least don't know that much about it. We have the Jackson 5, uh, where, you know, uh, the five boys father was incredibly abusive and you know bad to them during their time uh i'm not sure what the basketball one is i'm sure it's something in the same case like well let's just reference all these and it's about abuse but we can make it funny and like no you failed horribly sorry and see that's the thing Matt. that's what i'm saying is the simpsons is a comedy show okay there's nothing funny about abuse and they are thro- they're just throwing side jokes at, like yeah, it's a joke and joke and you're like and having both Homer and Bart do like this weird like th- I, I, tr- trying to do like the same voices as from Precious and you're just like what the what the hell what is there's there's multiple layers of like this is unbelievably bad decisions uh in in all regards it is just it is just terrible and it's it's it doesn't really matter what the rest of this episode is after you watch the sequence like i'm just so soured i just i'm like i just want this episode to end i'm just waiting for i'm like i'm staring at the clock it is literally at this moment i'm like i'm ready it feels like i'm like putting in like uh penance like i'm about to get whipped and i need to just i'm just waiting the time out it's just it's so it in it and it is perplexing because Anyone who watches this would be able to go, oh, this doesn't work. It, it doesn't take a genius, right? Any like Everyone on our Patreon, all of them obviously hated it. You, me, everyone I've talked to, no one likes this. What was the reaction of the table read? 
right? When Homer and Bart are doing this weird precious thing and Homer's pretending and he's like getting abused by his own son, despite the fact that this episode started with him about being him strangling Bart. It doesn't make any sense. So we hear Homer, Homer wakes up and Mars says, oh, Bart needs therapy. Yes. But then she goes to find the counseling center shut down all of a sudden because of the economy. What is going on? I wish I could tell you, Robbie. I really do. <laughs> what is happening? So, so Mars goes to hunt down Doctor Xander, who is in some sort of weird. I'm like, when did this episode come out? 2011. 2011. Like, I guess they were all writing of a sudden, it. The economy is bad. Well, they were writing it in 2008, 2009, I presume. And then they just went, eh, yeah, whatever. But also, it, none of it matters anyway, Matt. Like again, this is the weird. Like, why is why is Doctor? You can. It doesn't need to. This doesn't need to be in there. It makes it, they, it feels like someone just went, oh, what if they, with someone in the writer's room, what if Dr. Xander is now homeless? And he lived in like some weird camp full of like other psychologists. You'd be like, why do we, why is that in the episode? He can just be a, still be just be a normal doctor and it would be fine, right? No, we need to include it. Okay. So Dr. Xander, Dr. Xander is a homeless and Marge goes to get his help, I guess. Dr. Xander, what happened? Oh, it's the damn economy. When it went south, the first thing people stopped spending money on was expensive therapists. So, we all live here now, along with the other unemployed luxury professionals. Wedding planners, personal shoppers, aromatherapists, high-end caterers. Mushroom cap? Those are pieces of broken glass. Well, I'll pass that on to the chef. Also pass on pieces of your face to my monkeys. Look, now my son needs your help. How much you got on you? Uh, $23. And there's a can of beans in my car. <sighs> After a PhD, lectures on cruises, monthly column in Springfield Magazine. Are there Franks in the beans? <clears throat> so whatever you did to my husband, it was too effective. Hmm, hmm, yes. One of the most common complaints about therapy. And now my son is a bully. Can you fix him? Probably. But we should discuss it in your car. The sommeliers are coming. Battery finish. Great year for this. This is what I drink at home. Dear <laughs> Lord, help us. Sommeliers. What are... even? <laughs> sommeliers are zombies, man. Um, this is. I don't even care about that. Just this this portrayal of therapists as like these down on their luck people. It's like uh, I don't know if he knows but there's a huge need for therapists. Like even if he couldn't get like the luxury thing, there don't, is a Matt, huge don't, 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 shortfall Matt, of Matt, therapists. Matt, see, Matt, this is your problem. We can't. I know it's. I do the same thing. We want to engage with this like it's uh, like the, it, this is, has some tether to reality. It doesn't. This is also when grandpa the, jokes again. I mean, it is grandpa jokes. Like this whole episode is full. It feels like yeah, like some seventy year old man wrote it. Like Earth, Earth, those they don't you. They you only go to therapy if you're crazy. Oh, oh, oh. or isn't it funny when men beat their children and vice versa? Isn't that a funny joke? Um, this is where I typed in the notes. Robbie starts losing his mind because it is that there starts. Are... No, you started losing your mind at the beginning of Act Two. Quite frankly, this is where Robbie actually lost it. It's gone now. Okay, that's fair. It, but there is. It, it's more about. I write that down. That it's when I start wanting to laugh, like just at the insanity, like like not at jokes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm not laughing at jokes. I'm just laughing when Marge is bartering for therapy for Bart with beans. 
That is where we're at with homeless a homeless counselor. And you're like, I, what, where, where's the Simpsons? We go to our final commercial at 17 minutes and four seconds. Oh, it's it's going to get much worse, but also a little better. So <laughs> I don't know about that, man. Uh, I mean, this is one good part. Oh, I guess so, the, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. The, the Lisa Marsh thing yeah, is, yeah, is yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It is. So uh, unfortunately, we start with uh, Doctor Xander uh, has taken Bart and Homer to the middle of nowhere into a desert camping trip, and he has blindfolded Homer, and Homer can only do what Bart tells him to do, and he has to get through a cactus maze. Uh, with Bart giving him directions. Um, so Homer seems down for this, uh, but Bart, uh, continuing to be incredibly sadistic, continues to give uh, Homer bad directions that get him to run into cacti. And there's a whole bunch of like Looney Tunes level crap going on here. And this, I think, is where we're supposed to see that, oh, Dr. Xander is starting to suspect that Bart is awful. Like, yeah, we know. You made him that way. Uh but this goes on for a while. Uh, we cut back to what should have been the B plot of this entire episode. The one like decent part of it uh, is Marge and Lisa bonding. While your father and brother are doing some manly bonding in the woods, I thought we could do a little bonding of our own. We'll do each other's nails, make some brownie sundays, and watch the four saddest four smoothies I could find. Broken Leg Beauty? Sorry, Silver? No more mint juleps? And the fourth one has a title so sad I can't even say it. Really? Can I see it? <laughs> oh, beauty, I don't need money or parents or eyesight when I've got you. <sighs> oh, I always forget about this part. <laughs> And that's what that's what we get. That's what should have been the B plot taking up all this extra space they had around montages of Homer getting choked by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and other basketball players. All this crap about power plant inspections and stadiums and all that stuff. We could have had a B plot about Marge and Lisa bonding uh, about you know things like that. I just this is the only whatever the only enjoyable thing in the whole episode. Though. Only thing that I was like, yeah, give me some more of that. I mean, it is. It, I just. How does someone write this and then everything else in this episode? How do the same people this is, Robbie, create you know what this? this? This is a scene that was inserted in Punch-Up because they're like, what are, we need some jokes. What are Marge and Lisa doing? Oh, they're doing girl things, like watching sad horse movies. Ha ha ha. Isn't that hilarious? I mean, yeah. No. I do find that I, funny. I mean, like, it's a funny thing. Like, oh, yeah, they watch – because sometimes you do – you want to watch a sad movie. I've never wanted to watch a sad movie in my entire life. I can't imagine why anyone would, but there are lots of people who do. Man, I we're gonna we're not all engineers, okay? <laughs> Some people like to be sad. Apparently, it <sighs> sad. Okay, watching thing, watching any things that elicit fear or happiness or sadness, Matt. They all send endorphins to your brain. Okay, they the that the, the strong Ew. emotional. I know, gross, gross. You know what I'm saying? Men don't feel things. Exactly. Exactly. Um, that, but I'm yes, I understand. Like, and the, as someone who knew horse girls growing up, the that is it's I, I I it's that is a funny observation of of our, of life. It is not. It feels dare I say it human. 
it feels like what both no, Marge and Lisa this episode in, in in I guess these two scenes that we see them in right back to back are the only is the only humanity that you I see that is portrayed in this entire episode and it's less than a minute but it is something I was like wait a minute like there was this like it just appeared out of nowhere like oh wow Marge and Lisa just getting along and doing each other's nails and watching a horse movies and with it like that joke about the week I can't even say the title because it's so sad that is like that's a joke Matt that's a, that's a that is not only a joke Robbie that is a good joke and if I, I wasn't at. if I wasn't filled with rage and uh and 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 like a <laughs> soured by the experience of the Simpsons after nearly 20 minutes of this I probably would have laughed I, if only they had done that for the entire episode, you know, wrote jokes and human behavior. Only. That's all it takes. All it takes. What happens next, anyway. Matt? How does this episode end? Oh. <laughs> okay. So we go back to Homer and Bart and Dr. Xander, the worst therapist ever, uh, um, who has come up with the idea that we have a trust exercise with a noose. And... Homer is going to put himself in a noose and essentially strangle himself, not hang, because hanging usually involves breaking the neck. He is going to strangle himself slowly, and it will be up to Bart to cut him down. This is an incredibly bad idea that could go wrong in, oh, so many ways. But sure, this is what people think of therapists, I guess. So I, 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 Matt, I cannot emphasize enough. I thank you for your pedantic descriptions of hanging versus strangling or, or, or suffocating, whatever you want to say. It, he's getting hung by a noose. Like that's that's what's happening. Um, we're watching it. The, the, like that, the Simpsons is just showing me. That's all it's showing me, right? Okay. There's no. There's no other. And it's not like this is oh devoid of context. This is explicitly what this is. Where, and I wrote down this should be criminal, and not in the in the reality of the Simpsons because. Obviously, they don't care. But for The Simpsons, the television show, to just show me a scene of Homer being hung. And you're just like, why did you write? You wrote this. Someone wrote this. Someone said, oh, in my Simpsons normal show episode of The Simpsons, it's not Trials of Horror. This is not an episode with Sideshow Bob. In a Bart-Homer relationship episode, we're going to watch Homer get like hung by a rope from a tree basically like a weird weird like artificial lynching like what is going on why on earth would you do this oh boy yep so uh this goes uh if you've been watching this episode about as you'd expect uh bart is on the is texting a crank call to mo which that that's as funny as you think it is not uh so he's just basically leaving homer to die because in this episode, again, sadistic Bart, he just wants Homer dead. And apparently the only way to fix this is by strangling, which Dr. Xander has to do because Homer is, uh, you know, choking to death. No, Dr. Xander, don't save Homer. Strangle Bart. I, I don't. I know. I know. We're going to get through this. I, so Homer uh, managed to free himself from this, uh, which he should have been able to do the entire time. But because that's the only possible way to make this at all safe, but whatever. Uh, and then prize Dr. Xander's uh, hands off of Bart's neck, uh, which I guess is just, you know, toughened from years of Homer striking him or whatever stupid thing they try and say. Uh, and then Bart sa or Homer says that they will be uh, suing Dr. Xander for everything he has, to which he responds, oh, you mean my treehouse? It's all I have left. 
And then they do that. They take his tree and all of his possessions away. And that's how we end the episode with Bart and Homer bonding in Dr. Xander's dilapidated, you know, tree home. Ha ha! Funny! <sighs> it's over, Matt. That's all I can say. Like, thank God. It is. I don't know what this is. I like, I can't. There's no way to wrap up a bow on this and like say this is what they're not trying to say anything and if they are they failed if they're trying to make me laugh they failed if they're trying to thoroughly upset me they succeeded um i don't this is not for us if you're a simpsons fan no matter what kind of what what stripe of simpsons fan you are i can't imagine you enjoying this i don't how does this get out the door like Wish I, I could say I don't. That's the thing, Matt. Like, what? Like, what is the intent? Like, you remember how I like we the um the Dan Castan ep, uh, written episode him and his wife uh, Deborah Kusta, and they oh, were God, they yeah. wrote the episode where they just hung out with Cheech and Chong. When you watch that, you at least understand. Oh, this is because they want to hang out with Cheech and Chong, right? You understand it. You understand why this episode the way it is. I have no idea why you would write this. Like, in in. I'm going to sit down like it's not hard to put yourself in that mind state, right? Of Like, oh, I'm a writer for The Simpsons. I need to write help write a bunch of episodes for The Simpsons. We have you know, we need to write 20 episodes. That's what we do every year. We need to get 20 of them out of the way. Whatever. What ideas do we have? And you put yourself in that writer's room. And you're like, well, someone pitched. Oh, let's write an episode where they, we finally confront the fact that Homer strangles Bart. And the first mistake was that someone said, no, we shouldn't do that. That's robbing that of all context. Um, so no one did that. And then they spun this strange thing where it's just full of a, jokes about abuse and and like the, the, the just kind of ugliness and meanness and complete mis- like that's the thing that frustrates me more than anything. It's just they completely misunderstand the Simpsons even. Like, who are these? These aren't the Simpsons. Who are these people? Uh, no, I mean, it's like they brought in writers from a family guy or South Park or something who don't understand what makes the Simpsons the Simpsons. Like I, like I said, it seems like this episode was written by somebody who saw a few episodes here and there of the Golden Years and was like, wow, Homer's strangling his son. That's weird. Let's do an episode about that and how weird it is and how awful it is. It's like, okay, but, but you, you don't understand why it happened. You just wrote an episode about what you thought happened. I don't know, Matt. It's just it, that is it's just utterly baffling. Like I want to sit down and like, what did you do? Why did you write this? Why did you do this? Like it is, and I, I was on record saying season twenty two is our worst season yet. Before we watch this, this is a candidate for worst episode ever. Like it is, I don't know. It is, it is really going to go down there. It's going to go way, way down at the it, bottom. It is there is is nothing but ugliness. It is, and I just don't understand how you don't see it. How no one sees it and says, we shouldn't do this. <laughs> I don't know. It's episodes like this where you go like, uh, did pe- how did people keep watching? How did you watch this episode and then go, I'm going to watch next week? It's insane. How did-? And also, like the AV Club gave this episode a B plus. Crazy. TV fanatic. Seriously? <laughs> uh, here, 2014, Paste named this episode the eighth worst episode of The Simpsons of all time. There you go. Thank you, Paste. 
Hmm. I appreciate it. Let's see, eighth, eighth worst. worst. Might, scroll down that, our that, list. Yeah, I was going to say, well, that could, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, it's we, going to be dead somewhere in there. Exactly. We could start there. Um, we'll rank this episode at the, other show. At the end of the show. <laughs> uh, words. Hey, Matt. Oh, Robbie. Uh, this episode is very obviously broken and disgusting. Are we going to try and fix it, or are we just going to flush it down the toilet? No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Ah. I have... I'm I'm going to throw out an idea I had about this, Matt. And Okay. Whatever. If you want to call it a fix. Um, but if you want to write an episode about Homer strangling Bart, you have to reframe it completely as not abuse and that's the thing like you have to make it and it has to be crazy if you're gonna reference it and i my first answer matt is don't do it it's way too hard please yeah it's it's really hard to do it to do it right to do it right would be really hard and take a lot of work and you'd have to like really stretch the bounds of what the simpsons is capable of the easiest answer is to stop doing it. If you really don't want to do it anymore, you just stop. They're not, they didn't stop. Homer still struggles with Bart to this day. Um, you don't. You you just don't reference. You just either stop doing it or you just keep doing it the same way, and you never reference the fact that Homer is clearly strangling Bart. But they don't care because they also clear. They keep referencing Homer's raging alcoholism, and that that never happened. They never really like. That wasn't a thing in the golden years. We didn't like they didn't make explicit references to Homer being an alcoholic, uh, except for Duffless, in which Homer they had. Hey, Homer can quit if he really wants to. Um, I was going to say you make it like very meta, and you make it magical realism, and you would have maybe the only way I could think about it is like you have like a Frank Grimes. You have to have like an outsider's perspective on it, right? You bring in a new yeah. person who see everyone and everyone in town knows that he does it and everyone and but they don't they're just like, oh, what, are you, what do you mean? It's not they don't see it as a problem. No one sees it as a problem. Only this mm-hmm. one person sees it as a problem. This new outsider per- character, whoever it is. And they they try they end up going crazy because no one wants to recognize what's going on. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you would have to do something like that, but you'd have to find it because I mean that is literally the Frank Grimes episode. You'd have to find a, a different way of doing it. But yes, that is the kind of thing they would need. I mean, if you really want to spin it out, Matt, you would. I'm already. I'm, hey, I'm on the record saying Homer's Enemy is the best episode of of, of not just the Simpsons, but maybe of all television forever. So <laughs> I'm not. You want to do it again with a slightly different, uh, you know, turn? I'm, it's better than what we got them redoing the best episode ever is probably better than this trek. But I mean, that's what it would take. You need to break down and it's not just, but I think you would, I think you'd make it more less focused on Homer in this instance. Like Homer's enemy is obviously Frank Grimes is all about Homer. Homer is the symbol of the unreality of the Simpsons. You would probably, I would not just, I would not confine it to Homer strangling Bart at a certain point. I think in the third or fourth act, you would spin it out to them seeing everything in the Simpsons that is unrealistic. Like that is incredibly great. Like Kodos and Kang, right? You have Maggie basically becoming like a deus ex machina at times. Like those, every single one of those tropes that the Simpsons have built over the years that are 
completely like fantastical, I would have them pinpoint them and start to see all those things. Um, there's a, I think that stuff's really still really fascinating to me. And I think it's whatever television shows kind of delve into that stuff. I think that's, and does it do it smartly? Obviously I think, but that's what you'd have to do. You not make an episode about abuse. It's insane. Every, like I cannot emphasize enough. This episode is crazy to even think, Oh, we're going to make an episode with both Homer and Bart as abusers. Why? Why on earth would you do that? Because you think it's funny? Do you think that's funny that Homer and Bart get abused by the, each other, like in some weird toxic relationship? Is that hilarious? I'm sure to somebody it is, or somebody who needs to crank out episodes. <laughs> there you go. That, that might, this probably, I, I'm worried the answer is somewhere in between those two, man. That's what yeah. I think. Um, but that's it. I don't know. Do I want to fix this? No, not really. Like, after I watch this episode, you want to know what I really want to do? I'm going to go take a nap. That's what I want. Like, it just makes me so tired watching this because it's, it's yep. just you're you're it's like a it's like a feat of endurance making it through uh, through 20 minutes of The Simpsons at this point. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments in the news group. OK, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. First from Tim. This was pretty unwatchable. An excruciatingly long, inciting incident that had no quality jokes, unless you count pointing out that Matchbox 20 isn't hip in 2011 as well developed. At no point did I smile, much less laugh. The subject matter of Homer strangling Bart could have been turned into a useful expose on how parents discipline their kids. No, we have to settle for gags about psychologists losing their jobs. What a waste of both Paul Rudd and Kareem. Although if I were to have, if I were them, I'd have walked away from this. I honestly think that this is worse than Flaming Mo. Maybe not quite the worst of all time, but number four fifty certainly not canon. And fixed by having a plot featuring Rudd and Abdul Jabbar hanging out with Disco Stew, partying up Springfield. That would be fun. I yeah, just have. Them, I mean, yes, please. Just have him go hang out with Stew for twenty minutes. That's probably better. From Tauschen, remember this episode is the point where Bart was irre- irreversibly flannerized. But upon watch- rewatching it, I realized that that is just seahorse seashell party. That's a Family Guy episode. I looked that up. Uh, throughout the show, Bart has always become much better behaved when given positive attention. In this episode, Homer doesn't actually become a better parent. His first impulse is always to abuse Bart. He psychologically can't. So he goes from not struggling to immediately useless. Also, Marge isn't some helpless victim who can only watch from the sidelines. She just has as much responsibility in disciplining Bart. Also, seen therapy work before. Even Bartwing only let his father choke to death and affect me as much this time. At this point in the series, even on Abe's worst day, he was never as abusive as Homer as Homer is to Bart. Homer is also abused in ways that Abe never was. So why is it funny when Homer treats his father like crap and fantasizes about killing him, but not when Bart retaliates against Homer? Marge and Homer don't want to be a parent. That's fine. They don't want to play the victim. When there are consequences of that decision, one final conclusion, we are wrong. When we say the writers are going to try to rip off Family Guy, they're ripping off the Fairly Odd Parents or SpongeBob. Family Guy at least acknowledges that its characters are jerks in the least admitted sort of way. Since his writers don't do that, so Bart is just a monster for acting negatively to the way he's treated. Robbie, I put a curse on thee. May they get all the answers wrong. What's what, what? What did I do? What did I do to deserve this? That's not going to happen. Um, I'm going to win. I'm going to trivia this. I mean, Tauschen, you can't treat these people like real. They're, these characters, like they're not real. Like in this, at least in this sense, it's not written like real people. And the writers have long given up on that. Like you can't. They don't care. They don't care. They, again, it's grandpa jokes. Like they're just like, oh, isn't it funny? Abuse. Mm-hmm. No. From Dara. The Futurama opening music was great. 14th best episode of season 22. The only thing you can mention. It, yeah, there is oh, a brief Futurama gag at the very beginning of the intro. From Derek, 
Don't draw attention to the Bart being strangled gag. The show had realism despite being a cartoon. It allowed itself some cartoonishness, and one of those things were Homer flipping out and throttling his son. If this occurred in live action, the sitcom, it would be vile. But thankfully, The Simpsons can get away with it, and we never think twice about it. For the dreadfully written season 22 to put a spotlight on it can only lead to disastrous results, and it does, which I'm sure you'll have covered thoroughly in your review, so I'm going to focus on the humor of this episode. I remember doing my marathon of The Simpsons when getting back into the show, but still enjoying it in season 13, 14, despite what the internet told me was the worst era of the show, had a renaissance in the HD era. Caught a glimpse of a season 26 episode with a joke about Planet of the Apes that was so terrible I was left mouth agape. You can see that humor here. Look at that laborious act ending joke with obnoxious Homer trying to start a Mexican wave. Marge gives an incredibly long and clunky line about just because everyone else is doing the wave, so in order for this terrible joke to work, the rest have rendered Marge blind and deaf. You can only hear the train engines grind to a halt with crap like this, and then it still plummets off a cliff edge anyway. Uh, from Ripley, got four flies in my mouth after it fell to the floor during The Simpsons, based on the film Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. So that's a, that's a good review, Ripley. Appreciate it. From Albert, ugh, first the premise looked interesting. Simpsons might actually tackle the Bart strangling gag, but then it turned into a Bart becoming uncontrollable and bullying Homer, which suggests that strangling as a parenting method actually worked. Okay. And Bart is perfectly fine with his father choking death. Right. So that's a new low for the Bart-Homer relationship. One might say on par with Marge plus Homer and Codependence Day is just so cruel. And there's no redemption there. Also, the episode is otherwise boring and uneventful. I'm writing this review about six hours after watching it. I had to go to Wikipedia to read the synopsis so I could remember what it was about. There is one good line, though. Whatever you did to my husband, it was too effective. Yes, one of the most common complaints about therapy. We don't reviews often, so sorry for more general comment. But after all this terrible stuff we have been exposed to in now Gene's second tenure, you guys admit that Mike Scully's era was not so bad after all? I very blame Scully for the downfall of the show, but man, at least it had jokes. I mean, I'm well on record saying that I scholarly years are I we've gone back and watched yeah, scholarly years. They're way better than this. This is I mean Yeah, honestly, the, the the more we get into this era, I'm just like, you know what, Scully, not so bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's the the problem with the scholarly years is always like it was the first episode this the first era that basically started going downhill. It's the thing that people remember it for is like, oh, it's when the Simpsons stopped being as good. Um and it still has a lot of problems. But there were jokes, and even it resembled the normal Simpsons more than this. This is, I mean, we're if you look at our how we've ranked the seasons, I think 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 have all been lower than all of the Scully year seasons. So, on average, and this is not 22 is absolutely gonna be our lowest ranked season. There's no doubt in my mind. Oh, for sure. There's every this is Matt and I talk about it literally every week where this is. like we, I joke about like, oh, I ha- we have to do the podcast this week because I largely still enjoy the recording of the show with Matt, but this is testing me. <laughs> this run, uh-huh. this run is testing me more than anything else we've done. This is this run episodes is we're I've, like from JJ. I hate this episode. The setup of Homer making Bart pee himself on TV does not lead into the actual plot. is completely forgotten about. The actual plot is stupid. Just makes me hate Homer and Bart. Strangling has always worked fine as absurd one-off jokes, but if you center an episode around it, then you're forced to confront the idea that Homer is an actual abusive dad, which I don't want in my Simpsons. Amen. And what's the message they land on? That Bart is so irredeemably evil, he deserves it? Yeah, that's a that's the word we should have been using, Matt. That Bart is irredeemably, not a, yes, yes, but no evil. This is not a well. Yeah, like, I, I'm pretty sure one of us said evil. Okay, well, 
whatever it is, this is not like, oh, Bart's a child and he has problems and needs therapy. This no. is Damien level yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's an evil demon. He's a monster. He's not human anymore. <laughs> Continuing on with JJ, the scene where he stands there on his phone while Homer is forced to hang himself might be a new low for the show. What was up with that super mean-spirited joke directed to the actress that played Precious? Expect that kind of thing for Family Guy, not The Simpsons. Nasty episode that failed to make any of the characters recognizable. Yeah, I don't... Again, like, that is, like... That's the gross... Like, the gross icing on top of this ugly cake is, like... It's just... There's, like, jokes about strokes. Jokes about, act like, the actress who... Not even the Precious, the character. Not about the movie, but just about the actress herself. Like, why are we... Like you don't have to do that. There's no reason to do it. You just throw it in there because you some someone mean spirited laugh at it. Did everyone in the writing room was going through divorce at the time? Because it feels like everyone's in like the most sour mood when they're writing this stuff. I don't know. That's it. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is gonna give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our lesson question of the week this week is, what is a joke character that should be fleshed out? Tons and tons and tons of great answers. Appreciate everyone who took the time. Matt, take it away. All right. First up from Tim. I was tempted to go with Mole Man, but then I realized I know a number of older gentlemen who aren't terribly different than Hans. Otto was a possibility until I remembered that back in college, I worked with a guy that I called Otto as he resembled the bus driver in every way except the hat. <laughs> wow. I'll instead go with Disco Stew. The existence of a 1970s throwback in Springfield is ripe territory for one hell of a story. Ooh, you are not kidding there, Tim. Uh, from Rich, now that they've got recast Bumblebee Man, it would be fun to get more of a look into his career. We've seen a tiny slice of his difficult home life in 22 short films, but they can be flexible with the uh, canonicity of that. I like to think that he's a respected celebrity and institution among the Spanish-speaking community of Springfield who is underappreciated by the English speakers who don't get him. That is a fantastic idea for an episode. I am 100% down for that. That sounds great. And not to mention, you could actually flesh out Springfield's Spanish-speaking community with, I don't know, people who actually speak Spanish. What a thought. Next up from Dara, uh, Johnny Tightlips. What does he know that he won't ever say? <laughs> I mean, if you need a Fat Tony episode, we, we, any excuse to get Joe Montana on, this, on the show. Uh, from Neil, Dr. Colossus has appeared in three or four episodes at this point. We're doing an original story. Oh, boy. Uh, from Timothy, just stamp the ticket man, the most aggro guy in Springfield who somehow leads a completely normal life we don't know about, or does he? <laughs> Going way back there, Timothy. Uh, from Derek, my answer is going to have to be none of them. The tertiary joke characters were conceived to be just that. Anytime they have tried to flesh them out or given them extended screen time, as with Crazy Cat Lady last week, it's been an unmitigated disaster. Cletus is composed of 100% cardboard hillbilly stereotype written on it. A completely one-note character, and that's great, because that's entirely what he's supposed to be. In recent seasons, they've insisted on devoting entire plot lines to him. They've been proper stinkers, especially a recent one where they gave Brandine the spotlight. Really, I'd want the rich stock of secondary characters given more time, but then if they were to do it now, it'd be really bad, so what can you do? I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit there, uh, Derek. I think it's been tough with the characters like Brandine, but I think the writing team that they have now, there is a possibility of them giving them... Not short shrift, maybe medium shrift, but I guess we'll ever see. Uh, for Mitch 100, uh, well, Derek has applied the actual correct answer, but in the spirit of the question, let me reply thusly, the long-legged guy. I don't know, he seemed a salty type, could have had an interesting backstory to expand upon. <laughs> I mean, he can only afford a small car, so we know his life isn't going super great. Uh, from Bradley, a two-parter called Who's Gay for Mole Man? Main suspects, Mo, Sans Little Helper, Barney, Ticket Stamp Man, Bart and Lisa, who both deny each other's accusations, and of course, Flanders, who is told by Homer to just confess. The ending of episode two resolves it and says that, in fact, nobody is gay for Mole Man. 
Okay. Uh, from Andy, I'd like to see more on Snake or Sarah Wiggum. Both characters we've seen from time to time. However, let's see more of the backstory, how they got where they are. I mean, we get a whole episode about Sarah Wiggum. Uh, that's going to be... Have we... Did that episode come out when we were doing new episode reviews, Robbie? It did, right? Yes, it was really good. The high story. Okay, that's what I thought. And we know that Snake used to be an archaeologist, so we'll see if that survives canon. Uh, next up from Adrian. I've always wanted to know more about the flying hellfish besides Grandpa and Burns. We don't know much about them at all, even though some of them are family members of prominent Springfield Unites. It would be fun to watch an episode exploring more of their exploits during the war or even what happened to them afterwards. Second choice would be Handsome Pete. How did this strange, diminutive person end up dancing for nickels at the sea captain's shop? It's truly one of life's great unresolved mysteries. Uh, that would be very interesting. Also, I suggest periods, Adrian. Uh, I know, I don't know if they hurt you at any time, but I, they're, they're really cheap. I promise. What? Who? <laughs> There's like eight combos in a row. Man, man, uh, man, 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 man. Don't, I don't want to hear. I don't want, I don't want, don't disparage the, the noble comma. Okay. Don't, how dare you? <laughs> it's, I use lots of commas at well, but these are independent clauses. They need semicolons or periods. Okay. Man, all right. All right, Mr. Grammarly. How about we calm down? Okay. What? What? We're not writing. Hey, you don't dis- have to read this. I do. <laughs> we're not writing dissertations here. Uh, moving on uh, from JJ. I don't know if he counts as a joke character, but it's amazing to me that we're about to start season 35 and Lenny still doesn't have his own episode. Oh, man. That is dead on, JJ. Thank you. Uh, from Aaron. The old Jewish man is revealed to be Krusty's comedy mentor. Ooh, I like that idea. From Infinite Gur 4927, uh, we need way more Dr. Nick, but maybe he's not a joke character. He's just a character. If he's not categorically correct, then Joey Jojo Jr. Shabadoo. We must meet Mrs. Shabadoo, but more importantly, Joey Jojo Shabadoo Sr. too. <laughs> I just don't want to say those names over and over again in an episode. Uh, from funny, funny film fan Ian, the tall guy in the small car, and yes, I had to look it up. He clearly was bullied as a child and is dealing with the repercussions of that as an adult. Given what kind of car he can afford, I imagine he has the kind of job where he has to put up with a horrible boss. I can imagine. Uh, from Gons of the Great 93, we need to see the rise and fall of Disco Stu. Stuart Daniels is a talented studio musician in NYC in the late 70s, playing recording sessions, mostly with hard rock bands. He's successful enough, but he's unsatisfied with the work and the music he's playing. One day, he's walking through Midtown Manhattan and comes across Studio 54. The glitz, the glare, but most of all, the music pull him in entirely. He feels entirely accepted exactly for who he is. This part is very queer-coded, as is Disco. He starts making Disco records, selling out shows, and he's happy, fulfilled. He watches Disco Demolition Night on TV and thinks that it's just a fluke, that Disco is still the future. There's a montage of him playing shows to smaller and smaller audience until he finally gets off stage and decides that it's time to move back to his hometown for a fresh start where he opens Springfield's only roller disco. It's usually empty, but he has enough money and royalties to keep it going. Springfield real estate's worth pennies. One day, a young kid comes in and asks, what is that magical music you play here? And Disco Stu smiles to himself. Also, obviously, starting in New York is a perfect time for him to meet Homer. Uh, because of Homer's adventures in New York that eventually lead to the city of New York versus Homer Simpson. So perfect. Uh, from Yes, I Would, Kent, of the main cast, probably Bumblebee Man. We got a brief scene with him out of his costume in 22 short films over 25 years ago. Oh, dear God. Uh, other than that, we don't know too much about him outside of his job. Should definitely find out more about him. Uh, from Brian, Johnny Tightlips. I'd love to see an episode where it's revealed that he's secretly an undercover mole for the police and painting it like a documentary. You know, it throws something unexpected in the equation like that recent Sarah Wiggum episode. That would be fantastic. Uh, Robbie, what is your choice? Uh, I, I I think it was my answer right from the very beginning, and then a couple people used him um, and did their very good answers, but Bumblebee Man. I think that's... Yeah, that I is... mean, and I'm going to also disagree with Derek. And when I'm, we, we are... This is not like, oh, 
this is the current staff writing the show or whatever, or the worst versions. Um, this is a perfect version of this character and exactly what you want. Okay, we live in our fantasy world on this podcast, clearly. Um, so if I'm saying Bumblebee Man, it's going to be the best possible Bumblebee Man episode, but I think it is. Like, you take... If you want a Simpsons to continue on, right, and you still want... Like, obviously, they ran into all that deserved flack for a poo, right? And they're... Answer was, oh, we just never portray Apu again. And you're like, that's not how I think you were Bumblebee Man or any of those characters that are like, oh, yeah, they're like stereotypes, right? And Apu was that. Apu was a stereotype, and then, but they just made him a real character early on in the show. And there's no reason you couldn't do that. Bumblebee Man or Crazy Cat Lady or Sea Captain, it takes literally a single good episode to humanize one of these joke characters and make them real and make them lovable and so a character that you cherish. That's all it takes. One good episode. That's all it takes. Saint and Brandine, Cletus, they're not they're not irredeemable. Yeah, they're the, the every attempt has been bad, but none of them character like yes, they're joke characters. That's what makes them joke characters. They're just a bunch of stereotypes. But all it takes is one episode that kind of recontextualizes their behavior, recontextualizes who they who they are, and suddenly you have a real character and you have more of them and you make the Simpsons relevant again even. Um but Bumble Be Man is my answer. I think the, the both the answers we got in this were really good, but it is very much like Bumble Be Man is based on an incredibly famous actor from Mexico, and Spanish speaking audience revered him, right? Instantly recognizable, and you could and like there are there's there's little snippets like in the golden years even where they show him having like a real life, a normal life. He's not always just a man in a bumblebee suit. And there's no reason you can't do that and make him a real character and give him a real c- conflict and, and stuff like that. Um, now what's your answer? I'm going to go with the sea captain. Uh, I there. Well, I have two answers for this. I feel like Kent Brockman is too much of a character to be a joke character. I mean, obviously he's a stereotype of newscasters, but we've had several episodes of his background winning the lottery and the whole Fox News bit. I would like more of that. But if we're going sort of like one-off joke characters, the sea captain, we've never really gotten much of a background for him. And I feel like just we could have a nice nautical themed episode that I think would be really fun if you go around with him. The old man and the sea captain. Exactly. That'd be that's just a quick. I mean, they love those joke titles, at least in season 22. So there you go. Um, next week's question. What's your favorite Paul Rudd movie? Ooh, it's going to be a tough one. That is a tough one. He's been in like a million movies. And, uh, and a lot of really good ones. Because um, he's immortal. Uh, he will outlive us all. He'll be in movies looking exactly the same 100 years from now. In 30 years, you're like, wow, Paul Rudd still looks like he's 27. Oh, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. I'm watching you, Paul Rudd. Post this on all our uh, all of our social. I guess not really social media anymore, but I'll post this on our Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. Post it on our subreddit, which is r The Simpson Show. There's a link to that in show notes. We're getting a lot of responses there, and I appreciate everyone who's who's migrated so far. Um, finally, you can just email us at simpsonshowpod at gmail.com. Uh, email always works. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. I have a nine-point lead on Matt so far this season. We have one, two, three, four, five, six episodes to go. 
Counting them down, Matt. I'm counting them down. Um, and mm-hmm. I will say, before we move into the events of this trivia, um, every single answer wasn't I, I got I got a variety of responses, but all of them think that you are a big meanie head and were much too hard on me with my easy question last week. Mm-hmm. If they say this is oh, the ca- this, this is the caveat I got was that if you had accepted just the right just the color and not the powder part, just if it was just blue, if you had accepted blue as an acceptable answer, they might have given you some slack. But because you wanted it, like you wanted a precise this week powder I've gone blue, easier. Oh, easier on me, you say. So uh-huh. all easy questions? No, 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 no. Easier. I didn't say easy. I said easier. Okay. What's my easy question? Your easy question. What company created the Biclops comic in worst episode ever? <laughs> That's an easy question. <laughs> Is it? I mean. Oh, my I God. Matt, so. You're killing me, Matt. Worst episode ever. Um, I mean, is it Bongo? Uh, Biclops. He is the glasses-themed superhero. Man, like, I don't know, man. I have no... Marvel. <laughs> DC. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking I'm about. So, you're like, you're like, I'm oh, sorry, this Robert, is lens crafters. What are you... Matt, are you serious? You're going easy on I, me this week. You are a crazy I'm man. Sorry, I thought that was very You are easy. crazy. <laughs> man, an easy question is... Who, what character what? likes Biclops? Millhouse, because it's yeah, Biclops. Yeah, there's no. an easy question. You are a madman. I'm ready. Bring, what is I'm, my easy question, Robbie? In Bart Mangled Banner, Bart moons what? The American flag. Thank All right, fine, you're my right. God, man. That, I'm not being unfair to you. My Lord. If you... All it takes is if you watch the episode, you would know the answer. That's the easy question, Matt. You watched that episode many years ago at this point, but you know the answer. What's my medium uh, question, Matthew? I can't imagine question. if this if this is on the same scale. This is like something only you could answer. I don't think so. <laughs> Who does Kearney suggest is Biclops' girlfriend? Why? What is this a Biclops trivia segment? Um, who does Kearney? Right? I mean. Um, you did all Biclops questions. Are you serious, man? No, I did not. The last one is not Biclops themed. I'm gonna text. I'm texting Melissa right this moment. I'm gonna tell her to put <laughs> do some whatever whatever is like. Talk to your man. Um, Kearney, ask me the question again. What is this? Okay, when they are talking about Biclops, Kearney asks, "Who's his girlfriend?" Blank, blank. <laughs> um, something girl. That is my guess because that's how comic book characters are named. So I'll tell you this. It's a civilian name to give you a hint. Oh, are you kidding me? Civilian. This is just a. Uh, okay. Um, Lens Crafter made them. Kearney makes a joke about. I. I, I uh, uh, I'm trying to think like a, I'm guessing like it'd be a nerdy girl name or something. Uh, but I don't know. I have no idea. I have no, I don't even know what the context would be. Uh, when Millhouse is trying to get everyone to buy Biclops comics, uh, he's like, Oh, he recommends it to Kearney. I don't know the answer, Matt. Tell me the answer. Okay. Uh, it is Lois lame. Who's his girlfriend? Lois lame. And then Millhouse responds that he's afraid of girls. Okay, Matt. Your meme question, Matt. Who hosts the cable news talk show featured in Bart Mangled Banner? 
the cable I don't even remember a cable news talk show. Um surely they will feature us. They will be fair they will be fair to us, says Marge. Um they'll be fair to us. Uh um I have no clue. I don't even remember this. Um the the you know the Republican Party? I mean it's just a name. It's a guy's name. Uh it oh, is it's a guy's name. Uh I mean, Castor Troy. It is inexplicable, Matt. Um, that this is because the names the man's name is Nash Caster. Oh my God! Seriously, yeah, his name's Nash Caster, which is pretty good for a fake newsman name. I like Nash Caster, but the fact you said yeah, Caster Troy, no, he's not featured prominently in, in Face Off. Uh, he did not take his face off. Um, what's my hard question? I'm sure I'll get it. All right, your hard question. In the Springfield Squidport food court, uh, Marge and Homer get dinner. Uh, there are a lot of restaurants in there. There are seven of them. Uh, <laughs> you can name any three of these to get full points. I mean, I, the only gag I remember from all this is the fact that they go to different places and they all end up getting, like, they just make one meal. The same food, yeah. yeah. It's like one big a, a big slop and they just throw it down a chute or a conveyor belt um i don't know i'm uh, i'm not gonna waste our time we just list them okay uh the is the karachi hibachi which is where marge gets stuff from the london broil which is where homer gets his from they also have have it uruguay what they eat in iceland <laughs> a taste of serbia mussolini and franks and iraqi cheeses yeah, Scullier's is full of real fun gags. What they yeah. eat in Iceland. That's like, I mean, that's, I don't even know if that, right? I think that's a, that's a Scullier's episode, isn't it? Worst, worst uh, episode ever? Yeah, I want to say season 12. Yeah, Scullier's. Yeah, season 12. That's, so. They were funny, but they're funnier than this, I guess. Your hard question, Matt. You ready? Yep. You sure? Yep. I mean, there's only one thing I remember about this episode, so we'll see if it's that. Oh, no. This is like a nightmare. Your hard question. <laughs> what is the headline of the Springfield Shopper about Bart? Uh, that is not even close to what I remember. Okay, thank um, God. Um, you know, it's not Awful awful Man, it's Awful Rich. That's a Burns one. Um, <laughs> about Bart, Awful Man is Awful Rich. <laughs> no, it's about Burns. Um what is the headline about him? Um, horrible boy does horrible thing. <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, no, it is you ass a. Oh God! I hey, I'll get that's there. That's more of a joke than almost anything in this episode. But to be perfectly fair. Right? I mean, that's that's fair. That's fair. The only thing I remember about Bart Mangled Banner is that they get put in jail with the Dixie Chicks. Bill Clinton and the last registered Democrat. There's one other character you're forgetting. Oh, really? Who's the last one? Elmo. Oh, yeah, that's right. Elmo. Uh, yeah. It's, I mean, Bart Banner is very low on our list. This episode will be lower. See, Matt, so this is to see two weeks in a row, Matt. Two weeks in a row. All right. I, you know what happens last week? I call you out. I say, oh, the, your easy questions is impossible. And you're like, no, it's not. I'm, I'll show you my easier question. And you ask me a question about Biclops. I'm sorry, Robbie. I, both of those questions I knew off the top of my head. Apparently Matt, that is not Matt, a... Matt, Matt, Matt. I cannot emphasize enough. Okay. We cannot. I, 
you are not a normal man. <laughs> if we know, there, I'm not sure by the end of this, Matt, if we're ever going to get any actual answer about the arc of the Simpsons as a show, if it means anything or not, uh, anything meaningful about the show, but we will find, we will n- know for sure that you are not a normal man. That's fair. You are 1000% not normal man. Let's look at our trivia records over the years. I should tell you, you were, if you know something that, Mr. Sergeant Faso Judson, that does not mean you and Ripley. Ripley also, Ripley also texted <laughs> also texted me. I knew all the answers. I'm like, that's very helpful. Thank you. I really appreciate. Even that. I don't know all the answers of the you asked. This is a Christian podcast, man. Sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad. I mean, I just searched basketball and I got Bart Mangle Banner. <laughs> For <laughs> I don't. There's basketball in that. There's donkey basketball. Yeah. Oh God, that's right. Yeah. The the, the, the student teacher donkey basketball game. That's where Bart Moons because his ears are swollen mm-hmm. shut from getting a vaccine, which is really good. I love spreading vaccine uncertainty in The Simpsons. It really makes me feel good. Whee! Despite the fact Matt has again cheated me out of at least a point today, um, I still have an eight point lead. And even if we do this for the rest of the episodes. I'm gonna. I'm playing prevent defense at this point. Uh, uh-huh. I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm doing the NASCAR bit where I just hold my. I put my car right in front of your car, and you just can't pass me. I'm blocking you. I'm gonna block you. I don't uh-huh. care. I'm winning. I'll do whatever it takes, Matt. All right. I'll do whatever it takes. Raise hell, praise Dale. We can move on to our final <laughs> segment. Segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compile a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Whew. All right. Scroll down. Really far down. Really far down. I'm already at the bottom. I'm, I'm right here with you. It's worse than Flaming Mo. I agree. It's worse than Flaming Mo. Uh, which one is Flaming Mo? Where, where, where Mo oh, tends to be gay. How dare you? How well, can no, you forget? I, know that. I, mean, I, I didn't know which number it was. It's 447. Um, below that is Goo Goo Guy Pan, Missionary Impossible, Kill the Alligator Run, Simpson Safari, Little Big Girl, Strong Arms of the Mall, and Codependence Day. Okay, Robbie, I'm going to say something. This is bad, but I'm going to put it above Codependence Day and Strong Arms of the Mall because there is no marital rape or <laughs> anyone uh, you know, framing someone else for drunk driving. Oh, Little Big Girl is the one where Darcy, the Bart has a romantic relationship. There's like marital, there's like weird premarital pregnancies and Martin's oh is that the one where Darcy? the girl tricks Bart into thinking yeah. that they held hands so the baby says oh yeah oh. That's, that's that one that's the only one I didn't like couldn't remember oh, what it was off the top of my head obviously uh, Simpsons Safari Kill the Alligator Run Mission, Missionary Impossible Goo Goo Guy Pan these are like ingrained in my brain forever Little Big Girl is the one I'd forgotten um, probably because it's in a morass of season 18 I agree with you I think this is better than Codependence Day and Strong Arms of the Mall I think it's just better though. I don't. I would put it below everything else. I mean, the little big girl. I'm not sure about. Uh, oh, it's it's bad. But mm, mm, you know what? I don't care. I, I've just I, I I've searched my feelings and I know it to be true. I don't care where this goes. Quite frankly, it's so bad. I just want to forget that it ever existed. The fact that I don't remember little big girl very distinctly, Matt. This, I think, there's just, I think Little Big Girl, yes, broadly is incredibly terrible. And if we rewatch it, we probably would hate it again. But this is going to stick in my brain. Like, the thing with Homer as precious, 
Homer being hung from a tree, like with just and just strangle, just suffocating there. Watch while we're watching the like the 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 many jokes about therapy. The over is just so ugly. It, there's just almost there's a like we have like thirty seconds of reprieve with Marge and Lisa, and that is it. There's just nothing else. I would put it below a little bit, girl, but just barely. They're all. Uh, if yeah. you're down in this pit, if you're in the bottom ten, you are irredeemable. There's just no like it's yep. just unbelievably awful. Um, absolute trash. Absolute trash. So it's thir- the third worst episode of all time is Love is a many strangled thing. Why did you make this, Simpsons? Why? Why did you do this to us? That's a new number 453 on the list, right below Little Big Girl, right above Strong Arms of the Mall. It's right below number, uh, no, it's a new number 260 in our post-Golden Years ranking. Um, oh boy. Uh, we're not done. We have one more thing to do. One more question to answer. The question is, do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! I'm just going to wait just a few seconds. Just to really, sh- I'm savoring this moment, man, okay? I'm relishing uh. this. I'm like, okay, just on, in your mind's eye, okay? You're just, we have this episode and it's, a, it's the shape of a cannonball. And we have like, we have a cannon set up, you and me. And uh, someone climbs a little step ladder, shoves the cannonball in, you hear it roll back. We've already loaded with gunpowder. We don't have to worry about all that. And uh, we, we roll the ball in and it goes, Funk, and you, you hear it settle home, ready to be fired. And then we both take our position behind the cannon we do not salute because this episode does not deserve it. And then we fire the cannon. And the crowd cheers. And then we go find the body and we hit it a few more times. No, I, when I picture it, Matt, we are firing the cannon out. Like the, 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 the episode flies off of earth. Oh, that goes, powerful of a cannon. Yeah, okay. is, we okay, have I'm a super. That. We have a really powerful. I mean, to be fair, we're firing ephemeral objects. Like the episode does not exist as a physical object, so it can be propelled as much as far as we'd like. We're we're in the realm of fantasy. I, I, I'm very clear. It can go anywhere we want. So I, I say we fire it out of the atmosphere and into the sun, where it burns forever. I mean, it won't burn forever. It burns very quickly. The sun's very hot. It will quickly turn the episode into dust. Ash to nothingness, down to atoms, constituent atoms, where it gets remade as something else in the sun's hot, fiery fuel until it burns, you know, the heat death of the universe. A little dark. I'm sorry, guys. I mean, that's what this episode does to me. So, goodbye. Um, We're not done, though. We got one more question to answer. One more episode to answer the question. Uh, We do it every week. We're working our way through every episode, working our way down. We are at number eight. No, wait. I said eight because it's in the title, but it's number 154. It is eight misbehaving, which is the uh, the octuplets. The first octuplets episode. I mean, we got to keep it in the canon, otherwise the octuplets wouldn't be real. and That would be just such a loss. Eight misbehaving is like very earnest at times, and I think that's why we have it up there. Yeah, that's true. It's very sweet. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, And that's a Scully year episode here. We're going to highlight the best of the Scully years. I think they're, those earnest moments really hit hard because there's less of them in the skull years. But I think Miss Mahaven is not a perfect episode by any means, but it is very earnest about the babies. And I think ultimately that's what wins you over. And it's funny. I think that's the other thing is jokes. Guy, what is it like to laugh 
at the Simpsons. <laughs> Do they still laugh out there in the world? I mean, I laugh at things, but not at the Simpsons, really. Not these episodes of the Simpsons, at least. Um, so that's it. Uh, yes, of course, it stays ain't, mis- ain't misbehaving. Um, and certainly, even if it wasn't, even if it was much ranked lower, I would still maybe include it because it is the episode with the octuplets, and you're like, maybe that's interesting to talk about, even if it's bad. Sometimes you include things in ca- in the canon not because they're good, but because they are bad, because you really want to kind of like contextualize bad decisions, bad artistic decisions. Sometimes, it's like Song of the South by the Di- by Disney, like that. It's in the canon, yeah. not because it's good, but because it's problematic. But you still want to talk about it. Hmm? Hmm? All right. Our next episode, Matt, is The Great Simsina. The Great Simsina. Oh, so this is, a, I'm assuming, a magic. Lisa Does Magic episode? It is a magic, okay. yeah. Lisa Does Magic episode. We have David Cop. We have a bunch of magicians and then a, and a couple of fake magicians. Penn and Teller and Ricky Jay's in it. David Copperfield's in it. But then we have Martin Landau and Jack McBrayer. I like, I like all those people. To be perfectly frank, I like them all, even David Copperfield. Um, I'm curious what this episode is. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I would say it can't be worse than this episode. It's a Lisa episode. Yeah. I'm ho- okay. I but I don't want to get my hopes up too much because hope is a dangerous thing. As yeah, hopefully they don't destroy Lisa the way they did Bart in this episode. I, uh, they haven't done anything, Matt. This episode's not part of the canon, okay? This isn't Bart. It's gone. The episode's gone. That guy just got eaten by the sun. <laughs> there we go. Perfect. All right. Um, that's next week. You can find this list on our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. It has links to all the stuff. Um, go to my website. It's robbydorman.com. It has links to all my stuff. And I'm on social media. It's Robbie Dorman. My newest book is called Dead End. A link to pre-order it is in the show notes. It's a zombie book. Um, if you like zombies, you should go read my book. Simple as that. Simple as that. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. But if you want to see what I spend all of my time on, you can check out Kitten Turns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S, and see the cutest kittens you will ever see in your life. And hopefully some updates to some have, who have moved on to managerial positions recently. It turns out they're still incredibly cute. I guess we just trained them right. Where they're just cute kittens, and you just show pictures of them, and... Robbie, come on. People go, oh, I want that. I'm not immune, man. I've been having kitten fever lately. I got, I can't. I don't have enough time in my life to get raised. We, we got. You, you have to take care of a moron. He tries, Matt. Okay, he does try. <laughs> he tries. Just stuff goes on in his little head. There's just nothing going on up there. Uh, without we could call it. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt. Uh, uh. <laughs> Shh.